your hour of Thrive Time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie, on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Jay Mamie Talk Show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome once again to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. This is Jay Mamie, and I'm excited to announce that you have now embarked on your hour of Thrive Time. And today's going to be a fun show, my friends. I know if you're visiting our show for the very first time, you're going to love the content of our show today. And I want to thank you, though, if you are visiting for the very first time. I know you've carved out time to be a part of our show today. And however you've arrived at being here today, whether it was through an invitation or a solicitation, I want to thank you for being here and taking time to explore what the buzz is all about on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. And if you are a returning listener, yet again, thanks for being a supportive listener to this program. It is through your support that we continue to grow our show, not only locally, but nationally and also internationally as well. And the content of the show continues to just get better and better and better, as you will see today. But if you've not had a chance to listen to our prior episodes, which, by the way, we're coming up on our first year, our first year anniversary. I'm excited about that. That's coming up in a few weeks. And boy, we've got a year end, uh, 12 month year end phenomenal show planned coming up shortly in a few weeks. But if you've not had a chance to listen to our prior episodes, I want to highly encourage you to hop on over to my show site, the thejmamietalkshow.com, and there you'll find the archived episodes all lined up beautifully, lined up for you to listen to and to binge here episode after episode with great speakers and great guests. And we've had Emmy Award winners on the show, bestsellers on the show. We've had top CEOs on the show. Some of the top thinkers in the world have been on the show. In addition to fantastic new businesses and CEOs that are doing amazing things in the world of business and also those that are making an impact in the community around the world as well as locally, we've highlighted a bunch of great people in the way that they think and what they do. So you don't want to miss those prior episodes because they are pretty fantastic and all thrive-minded to help you get into that thrive-minded mode. And by the way, while you're at my site, let me let you know that I have now released my 10th book. I'm excited to announce my 10th book is now officially available. Thrivology, action-stoking and thought-provoking quotes and phrases, is now available for purchase. You can find it on my site, thejmamie.com. And by the way, the early reviews are stellar. I'm hearing quotes and, and reviews that, that this is a generational read. It's an instant classic. Uh, it's a must-read, a, a read for all ages. And I had even one person say, hey, Jay Mamie is the 21st century stoic. I kind of like that. <laughs> so make sure that you pick up a copy of my latest book, my 10th book, Thriveology, available at thejmamie.com, thejmamie.com. You'll also find my merchandise at that site as well, in addition to my blogs, videos, and all sorts of fantastic content to help you stay in that thrive-minded mentality day in and day out. And if you've not had a chance to follow me on my social media platforms, make sure that you do. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at the J Mamie. I'm also on Facebook, the J Mamie. Make sure you hit me on Facebook. Uh, and also on LinkedIn. Many of you have reached out to me via LinkedIn. It's a great platform. Make sure you connect with me on LinkedIn there as well. But today's show is all about developing what I call the warrior mindset. The warrior mindset. Now, this show will have uh, really rippling effects for anyone, whether you are a young person, whether you are a uh, a teenager or a preteen, and I've got a special surprise in house for that, or you are a young adult, older adult, senior. It doesn't matter. Developing the warrior mindset can happen at any place, any time, with any age, any culture. Anyone can develop a warrior mindset, and it's so critical to do that. In fact, my first guest today, a little bit later on, will be the founder of the Warriors, Lovers, Kings, and Heroes podcast. I want to say that again. The Warriors, Lovers, Kings, and Heroes podcast. Eric Rogel will be in the show a little later on to talk to us about what is happening with his podcast and all the incredible individuals that he's met, these incredible men that he's met on his show, and what he's learned from them so we're going to pick his brain because he's picked the brains of hundreds of men that are warriors, lovers, kings, and heroes. I'm excited about that. And a little bit later on in the show, we're going to hear from the best-selling author, the uber 
talk show guest Steve Seibold will be with us a little bit later on, and he's going to talk about how do you develop the entrepreneurial spirit in children? How do you develop the entrepreneurial kids, the entrepreneurial spirit, rather, in young children? He's the best at it, and he's got lots of credibility, written tons of best-selling books on the subject matter. Steve Seibold will be with us a little bit later on. In the station with me now is a special guest that I'm excited about. I'm excited about because we're talking about the warrior's mindset. And quite frankly, guys, the warrior's mindset can be developed at any age, at any place, uh, at any time, regardless of your circumstance. You can decide to develop the warrior mindset. It's a choice. And I have in studio my son, Caleb Mamie. And the reason why he's with me today is because you need to understand what the last 12 months he's uh, he has had as an experience. And uh, look, no one is, is immune from difficulties. No one is immune from having challenges that they face, adversity. It's how you handle the adversities, how you handle those challenges when they present themselves that says a lot about who you are, but it also molds you for the future, for other challenges. It gives you that warrior's mindset, that resilient mindset that's so important. And over the last 12 months, I've seen my son go from a situation where we have had him, uh, he has broken his wrist. He has splintered his elbow. He has dealt with the pandemic, which a lot of kids obviously have had that as well. He's also had a chance to uh, compete uh, in one of his favorite uh, uh, sports, uh, Ninja Nation. We're going to talk about that a little bit too. But he's also been home because of the pandemic. And yet here we are 12 months later after 12 months of adversity. He's not only an honor roll student in school, he's also made the coveted Ninja Nation team in Frisco, which is a American Ninja uh, training facility. And he's excited about that. But the last 12 months have been very, very difficult. So we want to hear from him because I believe his story will inspire anyone, especially those young folks out there that are coming through a very difficult time. So, Caleb, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks for having me, show, Dad. So, Caleb, I want to ask you, the last 12 months have been pretty difficult. Yes, right. What would you say over the last 12 months were the most challenging times for you compared, uh, based on the fact that you've had broken wrists, fractured elbow, at home from the pandemic, you had uh, not uh, the ability to practice and, and, and with Ninja Nation. What would you say has been the toughest part of the last 12 months for you? I would say, you know, the broken wrist because I feel like that affected me everywhere. Mm-hmm. And... It just, it mentally messed me up. So that just, it messed me up. So when you say that it messed you up, what was going through your mind when you were home realizing, hey, I've got a broken wrist. I'm home. I can't go to school. I can't practice. That might have, that must have been very discouraging, I would imagine, right? Very discouraging. It messed me up because I knew that other kids were having fun outside, other kids were having fun in Nation, but me, I was stuck home with a broken wrist. And for me, I like being active outdoors, but I had to find stuff to do indoors that weren't as fun. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I couldn't even work out as much. So that also brought me down. What did you say to yourself during those times that you were discouraged? I said, I looked at all the positive stuff that was happening in that moment. Mm-hmm. I looked at how the good possibilities that could happen after I'm done with my wrist where what was the first thing I was going to do when I'm out of that cast mm. was the first thing I'm the first obstacle I'm going to do when I get back at Ninja Nation. And that just kept my head up. That kept me motivated to, you know, that kept me motivated to keep going and don't think about all the negative. Think about all the positive. What advice would you give uh, anybody, really, who is going through challenges? Uh, maybe they're going through challenges now, or they will in the future. Uh, what advice would you give to them based on what you've learned? Even when things are tough, always get back up. No matter the circumstances, you always have to stay positive and just don't quit. Don't quit. You, you know you have the strength to get through this. Mm-hmm. So even when things are tough, keep your head up and don't quit. That's a great words of wisdom to be applied to anybody, really. Now, here we are 12 months after the fact that you uh, went through the, the fractures, the broken wrists, not being able to practice. 
we had a move, right? You and I, and yeah. we, our family moved from one place to another. You're starting a brand new school, making all new friends, worrying mm-hmm. about making friends, and all sorts of things that happens. And you go through thinking when you're a little guy, um, making transitions like that. But here you are, 12 months later. You incredibly went on honor roll. Yes. You made the Ninja Nation team. Mm-hmm. You competed in your first major competition. Yes. And recently, in a local competition, you placed first. Mm-hmm. It's amazing considering what was happening 12 months ago. So knowing that 12 months have come and gone, what have you learned about yourself now that's going to help you face future challenges? I'm a go-getter. Mm. I'm a go-getter. I'm determined. And I don't quit easily. So you would say that you've developed a warrior's mindset early on. Mm-hmm. All right. That's what energy does. Excellent. Well, let me ask you this. Are there, is there anyone that you would want to give a shout-out to that has played a major role in supporting you these last 12 months. I'd like to give a shout-out to my mom, Yvette Mamie. <laughs> okay. For always encouraging me. Okay. Also to you for okay. always encouraging me. I my would like pleasure. to give a shout-out to my coaches, Coach Karsten Williams, Coach JB, and Coach Jacob for helping me and develop ninja skills in the past days I've been at Ninja Nation. All right. I want to thank my teammates for always cheering me on at the Nation team. And I would like to also thank my teachers, Mr. Houston and Ms. Yule, mm. for always um, understanding me. And, yeah. All right. Well, I think those are great people. Guys, it's so important to have a support system around you when you're going through adversity. And Caleb Mamie, my son, has certainly has had that. And that has played a major part in his ability to overcome the obstacles. There's a lesson in there for you guys. Never, just never think that you're alone as you're going through challenges and adversities. There will be always, there always will be people that are there to support you if you reach out to them, if you lean on them. They will give you that support that you need in return if you seek the support. That is what a warrior does. Coming up after the break, we're going to have Eric Rogel joining us to talk about his podcast. See you after the break. Hey, everyone. This is Jay Mamie from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I just want you to know that my book, my 10th book, is finally available, Thrivology action-stoking and thought-provoking quotes and phrases is now available for your purchasing pleasure. This book has already making tidal waves among those who appreciate content that is driven to give you a thrive-minded mentality and also reminders throughout the course of the week of the things you need to do to thrive. Guys, you can pick up my book, Thriveology, at thejmaney.com. Why are so many of our young people lost and not living up to their full potential? As parents, it's difficult for us to watch our children this way, unsure of their future. Opportunity exist for those who prepare to recognize and take advantage of them. Our recent guest, Dr. Alfred Titus, the author of the book, Forward Motion, has empowered people to understand that if you open your eyes and change the mindset of young people and allow them to recognize and take advantage of their full potential, things can change. Please pick up a copy of his book, Forward Motion, The Keys to Progress and Success, available at Amazon.com. Some people take the straight path in life, but at Arizona State University, we respect your twists and turns. They make our online students more driven to excel in their professional lives. That's why our personalized suite of services empowers you with innovative resources and staff that sticks with you. Make your next turn with one of our 200-plus programs at ASU, number one in innovation for six consecutive years. Visit us at asuonline.asu.edu to learn more. 570 AM, KLIF. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. On the line right now is Eric Rogel. He's the founder of one of the hottest podcasts that is really hitting the streams right now, a podcast called Warriors, Lovers, Kings, and Heroes, an amazing guy who's doing some amazing things, helping men reach that next level in life, their highest level, their highest potential. Eric, my friend, welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, Jay, how are you, man? I'm, uh, I'm excited to be here. I'm honored to be here because I, I just love what you're doing. Thank you, brother. I appreciate what you're doing as well. And before we dive into all of that goodness, Eric, can you have our listeners learn a little bit more about you? Yeah, absolutely, man. So I was um, I was born and raised in New York, right outside New York City. All and, right. Uh, a while back. Yeah, I think like you were. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and a while back, I moved to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I've been here for a long time. Uh, had I have a wide and varied background, but I think the most important thing was I spent about 10 years as a lifestyle journalist and I traveled around the world and I, I wrote for some major publications. I was a featured writer for 
Discovery Channels, Discovery.com. I wrote for a lot of men's magazines, had my own publication. And I covered everything that was really interesting to men. So, you know, gear, gadgets, food, drink, cars, adventure travel, all kinds of stuff like that. And, and it really was an amazing, amazing experience and kind of led me, you know, into the podcasting game. Well, you've got certainly a very varied experience and, and quite a life that you bring to the table in terms of the experience, the experiences and the resume fully qualifies you to do what you're doing now uh, because you're, you've lived a lot of it. But what inspired you to launch your podcast? Yeah, well, you know, it's a great, great question. And I kind of go into what you just said a minute ago about living it. And that, that's so important to me. And, and I think what really kind of got it for me was, you know, I was raised like a lot of men were raised um, uh, yeah, as, as a child of divorce, we'll say. My parents divorced when I was young. And, you know, so I was raised primarily by mom. And I always joke around that mom raised me like a veal, right? I was raised to be very soft and tender. I couldn't get bumped or bruised. And a, and a lot of that led me to go, well, you know, there's more than this, Jay. You know how it is. As a, as a boy growing up, a young man growing up, I was looking for those male role models. And when I got into college and um, into my 20s, I started really kind of pushing more away from how I was raised into – more of how I thought a man should be. I got into martial arts. I played a lot of sports. I did a lot of the adventure travel, outdoor stuff. And it really felt right to me and, and, and doing that moving forward. And so I started living more that way and seeking out these male role models. And a few years ago, when all these things started coming out about, you know, the Me Too movement and, and all these well-known men that had um, apparently been caught doing bad things, I looked at that and I went, yeah, you know, there are some guys doing some bad things, but it's not all men. There are some amazing, amazing, amazing men out there who are working hard, living it, being it, being leaders, being great role models. And I was fortunate enough to know a lot of these men and actually have them in my life as role models and mentors. So being that I was a journalist uh, at the time, you know, my first thought Jay was to, to write a book, right? Write another book, interview these great men and kind of share their stories. And the more I thought about it, I thought, well, you know, I'm going to be recording these interviews. It'd be great to, you know, let guys listen to these recordings, let these great men who have these incredible stories that the rest of us really would love to hear inspiring stuff. And then I thought, well, why not just let them tell them, tell the stories themselves and do it in a podcast. And so that's what I did. So um, brought these men on and started interviewing them. And I wanted to really hear the story of how did you become the man you are today? Mm. Right. What what challenges did you face? What victories did you have? What lessons did you learn that you can share with us? And that's kind of where it came from. That's a wonderful theme to a show. And it's funny, I was I was going to ask you. Oh, what theme, what's the central theme of your podcast? Because every podcast has a central theme and you've touched slightly on that, but I want you to go a little further as to the theme of your podcast. When somebody, a male plugs into your podcast, what are they going to walk away with after listening to a few episodes? Yeah, great question. So, you know, the title of the podcast, like you said, is, is Eric Rogel talks to warriors, lovers, kings, and heroes. And that's really the theme. And when you, when you break that down, what I tell everybody is, you know, look, <laughs> like I said, I grew up, um, you know, being soft, right? So I did a lot of reading as a kid. Mom was always, you know, sit down, be quiet, read. And I was a big fan of comic books and myths and legends and fantasy stories and all that kind of stuff and became a huge fan of Joseph Campbell. Now, if you're familiar with Joseph Campbell, but he wrote the book, The Power of Myth. He wrote The Hero with a Thousand Faces. Mm -hmm. He's the one that really came up with the, the term, the hero's journey. And that is a journey that we're all on. Every, every one of us is on this journey in our own lives, which is why those stories resonate with us. And what I did was I took some of Campbell's archetypes, some of um, archetypes from psychology, like from um, Jung, Jungian psychology, who I'm a big fan of. And I really broke it down to as simplified as I could get it for men. And that was the warrior archetype, the lover or the heart-based archetype, the king and the hero. And these are 
who we are as men along our journey and our path. And it may not be linear. We can jump in and out of each of those depending on the situation. But that warrior side of us is that, you know, the one that's bold and courageous, the leader, the one who makes decisions and pushes the envelope, gets things moving. The lover side is our heart. That's our wisdom, our passion, our creativity, our playfulness, uh, the thing that builds and creates abundance in, in our lives. When we balance the two of those and we integrate them into ourselves is when we become the king. And the king rules from both the warrior and the lover side. Mm. And then ascending into hero is when you stop doing for yourself and those immediately around you, and you do for others, selflessly for others. And these are the types of men that I wanted to, to speak with, men that have embodied these archetypes. And so that's really the central theme of the show. And what you'll get when you listen to it is you'll hear these men's stories and you'll hear about how they had to use each of those archetypes in their lives, step into those and embody those to really get uh, to be who they are now. So, you know, they may have faced a, a horrific challenge. A lot of the men that I interviewed, and I know you've interviewed a lot of men that have had these two faced unbelievable odds, unbelievable challenges and came out victorious on the other side. And then, you know, that, that had to tap into their warrior. And then the lover side, they, you know, once they've come out the other side, they find their purpose, their passion in life. They may have found true love and have this powerful, powerful woman by their side, all of those things. And now they're living as the king. And a lot of them, you know, on the heroic side, now they've formed foundations or charities or they give back or they mentor other men, other young people. Uh, so that, that's really what you're going to get when you listen to the episodes. And, and there's celebrities and athletes and entrepreneurs and military veterans and regular guys that are just telling these stories. And you'll get to know them on a deeper, deeper level. That's really what I wanted to do. I wanted the real stories. I wanted the deep stories, the honest stories of who they are. You know, that's so, it's so appropriate what you're doing. And I'll just mention real quick, I hear oftentimes lots of podcasts, interviews, videos, and, and uh, all sorts of different ways that uh, these individuals, men and women, are interviewed. And it's all superficial. They, they talk about the, yeah. the glory of the now. I want to learn, how did you get there? What, what went through your mind early on? What were the struggles? How did you handle them? What did you do in the morning? And uh, Because I believe you can take so much away from that that you can incorporate into your own life and then have the same success that they have. I'm not interested in the stories of their successes now. I'm interested in the stories of their struggles then. Does that make sense? Oh, I, I could not agree more, man. It's, it's, that's the juicy stuff right there. That's the things that get us. And, you know, you make such a great point because, you know, for me, one of the things that I found in myself when I was a journalist, I've had to interview some of these really successful people, and I found myself – resisting them, disliking them, you know, making up these excuses going, man, you know, I, this guy's success. He's, he's doing better than me. He's famous or he's got money or he's built these businesses and, you know, screw that guy. I, he must've done something shady and he must've, because all we hear Jay is what you're talking about. The talking points, right? The, the good stuff that here's what my PR company told me to say, right. About the really good stuff. And the more I dropped that and really got into talking to these people and, and really getting into them, you know, we have a, um, we have a, a thing that we have on, on the show. It's the sacred seven core values. It's courage, honesty, integrity, commitment, duty, honor, and love. And when I looked at honor, it was like really just being in awe of these people and going, wow, they have these great accomplishments. Oh, I didn't know they had these failures. They went through these struggles just like me. Same story, same arc, same hero's journey. I'm on that same path. Now I can relate to them. And that's really what it did for me. Now, you have a pretty unique retreat that you offer mm. to men. In our last minute, can you share what that retreat is and how can someone yeah. get in touch with you to learn more about it? Yeah, absolutely. And I really appreciate that. So I have this thing uh, that we have, these, these retreats. It's called the Bold Men Adventures. And it's about getting men outside, get out of your office, get out of your head, get out of your comfort zone and get outside. And nature is really where we belong. It's where we're most comfortable. And I mm -hmm. think anybody listening knows once you get out of your office and get outside, that's when you feel great. You reconnect to nature. You're on the lake. You're at the beach. You're out in the mountains or hiking. So what we do is we get men and it's men only just so we can really form this brotherhood and men can get real and raw and vulnerable with each other. 
And we learn how to step into the warrior, the lover, the king, the hero archetypes while going on hikes or mountain treks or mountain biking or, you know, being together as men and learning from each other. So it's, it's adventure. It's pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, checking things off your bucket list, but then also learning these skills and strategies. And it really helps build stronger, deeper connections. You'd be a stronger leader, better husband, better father when you come back. And that's really what it is. The way you can get it, uh, information on is go to boldmenadventures.com, B-O-L-D-M-E-N adventures.com. All the info's there. If you want more info, you can book a call with me. I'll get on the phone with you personally. And guys, you can always reach out to me on LinkedIn, you know, Eric Rogel on LinkedIn, and I'm happy to have a conversation with you there. Eric, we appreciate you being on the show. I will post your information also up on our website so that people can track you down. Thanks for being on the show. All right, take care. Folks, we're going to be right back after the break. Chef Gorgi, the engineer-turned-chef, has created gourmet pasta sauces to help you make restaurant-quality gourmet dishes at home. Your family and friends will think that you've spent hours in the kitchen preparing that delicious meal. Made with quality ingredients and no added sugar, the award-winning sauces are available at DFW area Whole Foods, Jimmy's Italian Food Store, Royal Blue, and, of course, Gorgi's Restaurant, as well as on Amazon. And you can find them at GorgiGourmet.com. Hey everyone, Jay Mamie here from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I want to encourage you to visit my merchandise store. You can find it at the jmamie.com. A number of my inspirational, thought-provoking, action-stoking phrases and quotes that have been so much in demand over the last four or five years now are available in print. You can print them on your favorite coffee mug, print them on a poster. Take my thrive-minded content with you wherever you go. Visit my store at thejmamie.com. Do you have insurance and do you know your rights? In Texas, you have a consumer bill of rights, giving you the right to choose the company that repairs your car and the parts used to get you safely back on the road. Learn more about your rights to repair at mtxad.com. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it would be too difficult? Then try Babbel. Babbel starts by teaching you words and phrases that gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations. So in 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking a new language in a few weeks. Babbel is built around real life. It teaches you practical conversations that you will actually use. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com today. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. I'm Rocky Mosell with StarRegistry.com. Since we were children, we've been told to reach for the stars. It was great advice. Now it's a great gift. Name a star after someone. For $54 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, we will name a star after someone very special to you and send an incredible personalized gift. The new star name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Call the Star Registry, 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com for the hottest gift. News and information, KLIF. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back to the show, everyone. This is Jay Mamie, and we are now entering into our segment where I'm excited about our featured guest for today. Steve Siebold is not only a best-selling author of a number of books, but it's very hard to turn on any TV station today or online program and not see him featured on a number of different talk shows. He's all over NBC, CNBC, Fox, and so on. And for a good expert, not only in the field of mental toughness, but over a thousand, probably two thousand hours of interviewing some of the top people in the country, and he's done that for the last thirty-five years. He shared the stage with some of the top folks uh, who are believers and preachers of self-development, personal growth, and success, and my and mental toughness. And uh, currently, he is probably one of the guys that's called upon by just about every broadcast, every station, every outlet when it comes time to talk about how the wealthy think and what. They were teaching their kids and their their habits of mental toughness. So I couldn't think of someone better to have on a show today to talk about how do you raise entrepreneurial kids based on his research dealing with those who've done that than Steve Siebel. So, Steve, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're busy. You've got a ton of news happening today, brother. But I appreciate you being on the show. Welcome to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Hey, thanks, Jay. Appreciate it. So, Steve, the, the topic of today is raising entrepreneurial kids 
And one of the things I talked about early on in the first segment was whether you're currently an entrepreneur or not, whether you're an employee uh, or, or, or a wannabe entrepreneur, if you have children, making them aware of what they could do to express an on to actually turn on an entrepreneurial spirit and then express that today more than ever it's important for parents to at least give their chance to give their kids a chance to express that and to learn that whole world whether or not it's for them or not but you've dealt with some of the best people for such a long time who have lived these incredible lives of success who are mentally tough what could you share, especially from one of your most popular books? It's a, a best-selling book, Secret Self-Made Millionaires Teach Their Kids. Uh, can we pick up where that book leaves off with what you've learned these wealthy individuals teach their kids? Yeah. Well, one of the things I found, Jay, during the interviews was that uh, with self-made millionaires, one of the things they teach their kids is the way the world really works as opposed to the way they're going to learn about it in school especially college, university, and that type of thing. So in other words, uh, uh, like we've all heard, you know, love makes the world go round, and wouldn't that be nice if it did? But, it, you know, what they teach their kids is the truth is money makes the world go round. It'd be better if love did, but, uh, but, but actually <laughs> the fact is money does. And so they teach them things like that. They teach, they teach them the brutal realities of the world so they're prepared for what they're going to face, especially if they choose the entrepreneurial route. You know, as you mentioned, not for everyone, certainly, but if they're going to face that, if they're going to go out and stake their own claim, they're going to have to see the world as it really is, as opposed to what a lot of Americans, you know, kind of fantasize and they wish it were. Let me ask you, so from the conversations you've had with those who have achieved the status of uh, being a millionaire and they've done it as a self-made millionaire, what would you say are the two key things that they're teaching, those secrets that you talk about? that they teach their kids in terms of not only the awareness of what the world really has to offer, and uh, but also in those habits and disciplines that are so critical if you're going to be successful as an entrepreneur? Well, I think one is the basic premise of free market capitalism, if they're, you know, again, if they're going to be an entrepreneur, which is solving problems. You know, the, the, you solve problems, you get paid, the bigger problem you solve, the richer you get. Mm -hmm. I mean, there you can really break it down. You know, economists kind of. I've debated a lot of economists on stage about that over the years, but it's hard to it's hard to really argue with the premise, the basic premise at least, that that's the way a free market economy operates: solve problems. So teach them to solve problems, not look for shortcuts, not for look for easy way out, easy ways out, but to solve problems and look for large problems that they have some kind of skill set behind or interest in um, solving, and uh, and and they can pretty much write their own ticket. I would say that's one. And the second one would be the discipline required mm. to find a problem first that your skill set matches up with and your interests match up with. And then the, the, the years it takes to actually build something as opposed to, again, what a lot of people think they're going to get rich overnight in a free market economy, which no one does. And uh, so uh, now let's say win the lottery. And so to <laughs> teach them these things, that they're, they're going to need to be disciplined. This is going to be a fight, the fight of their life. To really prepare them, and they, they do a great job in preparation with these things because they've done it themselves. Let's talk a little bit about fear. I know one of the the concerns that people have as as either employees or em, uh, employers or entrepreneurs, uh, as I've had conversation with adults now who have children, they they protect their kids. They, and one of the ways they protect their kids is not by I shouldn't say protect their kids, but they want to protect their kids from anything that can harm them. And that that concern, that fear of the unknown. You know, when you're an entrepreneur, sometimes it's a life of the unknown. It's a life of the uncertain. And that's why most people stay away from it because they love that stability and security. But in your book, you talk about, not only in that book, but in your also your other bestseller, 177 Mental Toughness Secrets of the World Class, that they embrace the unknown and they teach their kids that. Would you say that's accurate? Oh, it's completely accurate. I mean, the way you described it is absolutely perfect. I mean, they 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 encourage them to look for uncertainty and to be able to survive again, initially survive uncertainty, and then thrive through it. And of course, mm. with this pandemic, we're seeing this right now. I mean, the world tomorrow, we don't know what's going to happen in the world. We got a political, you know, mess going on on both sides of the aisle. Right. We got, you know, <laughs> the pandemic. We got just about everything happening. It couldn't be a more uncertain time, probably in any of our lives, probably worldwide which is pretty hard to believe you can even make a statement like that and have it be true. But they, they teach them to, to be, un, be comfortable being uncomfortable because that's where the opportunity is. If you think about it, when everyone else is hiding, 
you know, the, these people are out there on the front line saying, like they are right now, saying, how can we, how can we solve some problems for people? How can we do things that we couldn't have done before the pandemic or any kind of chaos, uh, chaotic situation? And so they're teaching them to thrive through those things and to really embrace it uh, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a sort of a touch point of opportunity as opposed to running from the fear of it. You know, you mentioned running from the fear, but that's, that's one of the things that people are uh, not open to, right? They, they want to do what's comfortable. They want to do what's safe. And wealthy people, successful people, that's one of the things they don't teach their kids to do is play it safe. Uh, because safe doesn't bring security. You know, safe brings struggle. <laughs> right. right? Exactly. And I think most people attest that to be true. But you mentioned solving problems. How do you – and let's, let's say that you you're have parents found that are listening to the show, and I, I would imagine we're going to have thousands of parents listening to this show. How do you help a parent or an individual or even a young adult who wants to – uh, take what you've said to heart and solve problems. Where do they begin even looking for the problems? How do they do that? Well, uh, this is what the, you know, over 36 years of interviews, that, that's a, it's a great question. It's one I've asked almost all the, the, the people I interviewed over the last 36 years. That's a staple question. What do you teach your kids that most parents don't, you know, that, that are not as successful? And one of the things they do with solving problems, to answer your question directly, this is not my opinion. This is actually what I found during the research was they'll, they'll say, well, when a kid, let's say, is 10 or 12 years old, they'll say, well, you know, they'll, they'll come to them and say, hey, can I, can I have $10 or whatever the number is, you know, $20 or whatever it is now. It's gone up, of course. But mm-hmm. um, they say, well, you know, what problem can you solve that we have? Well, the, 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 the lawn needs mowing, and there's weeds to be picked, and there's things to be done around the, the house. Um, so I have that problem. Can you solve it for me? And if so, how much are you going to charge me to do it? And I'll, and I'll negotiate the fee with you. And they teach them how the free market operates. And they teach them to think like that instead of saying, hey, why don't you go practice applying for a job so when you get out of college you'll know how to, how to fill out an application. They go the opposite road. They say, you know, if you solve a bigger problem, yeah, yeah I, need, I need $300 for, to buy a, you know, to put a down payment on a car. Great. What problem of mine can you solve? Let's negotiate <laughs> the fee. And if you can solve it, great. That's what they, I mean, it really, I mean, I've seen some pretty creative things over the years with these people, but they teach them to think like that. So by the time they're, they're out of college, that's, what the, that's how they think, that's what they associate how, that's how they associate making money. I got to find a problem to solve, and the bigger problem I solve, the more money I get. You know, that's so key because even where I live now, my my wife there's a uh, there's a Facebook page that my wife follows in the community that we live in, and uh, I really hope that our listeners are are paying attention because sometimes the simple is the secret, right? The 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 simple is the secret, not the complex. And I think a lot of folks, especially topics like this and, and others, uh, they think the answer lies in, in something that's complex and and uh, and convoluted when sometimes the answers are so simple that they're transparent, they're right before your very eyes. So there's a Facebook page in the community that we live in that all of the, the, the residents are part of it. And I was so excited to hear that there is a Seven-year-old, now you can find it's funny, there's a seven-year-old girl in our community who goes around, and this is her own her own uh, creation, she goes around picking up the poop from the backyards of the of the homeowners, and she charges 10 bucks to show up and pick up the poop. <laughs> you know, now, there's a problem to solve, right? <laughs> so that's exactly what you said. Here's a, here's, a, here's a seven-year-old, I think, seven or eight years old, something like that, um, certainly young who figured out that there's poop backyards that most people aren't picking up. So why not solve that problem? She goes in for 10 bucks and picks up the poop. You know, so as, as I've always said in my, uh, in my early development, my early entrepreneurial experience, which I was just sharing with our audience earlier, uh, picking up bottles and cans for a nickel, similar to what this little girl has done. She doesn't, she doesn't see poop. She sees profit, <laughs> right? So, but obviously that was fostered and encouraged by her parents giving her the encouragement. How important is parental encouragement when a kid decides to do something different from even what they're doing in an in a uh, sort of an employee mindset and employee experience, and their kids decide I want to do something entrepreneurially? How important is that encouragement for the kids? Oh yeah, no, I think that's a, a big thing. And just to go back on your picking up the poop, I mean, one of the you know, it's funny <laughs> is, that, is that it's a great story. Uh, one of the people I interviewed in the, in the early 1990s was a, a gentleman named Wayne Hyzanga who started Republic Industries. 
And he was picking up the biggest trash, you know, if you're not familiar, biggest trash uh, organization, picking up trash organization now in the, in the country. He owned AutoNation and a bunch of other companies. But he started picking up people's trash, not sophisticated, not complicated, as you say, pretty simple. And he became one of the richest people in the world doing that. And I asked him during the interview, I said, you know, how would you come up with it? He said, I was looking for a problem to solve that's something I could understand because I'm not a rocket scientist. He said something to that effect. He said, and I knew I could pick up trash, and I knew I could systemize it, and that's what I did. And he became a billionaire doing it. You know, so that's, that's she's on the seven-year-old's on the right path. Right. <laughs> like, it's like, you know, she, you don't have to – it does not have to be complicated. Most things that I've found with people made them very successful financially, um, they were simple, to your point. They weren't complicated, and, and these people are not rocket scientists. Wayne Heisinger – you know, was not, and he was a smart guy, but he, he, he admittedly said that, you know, he was not the smartest guy in the world, but certainly one of the richest. And, and I think to your point about, you know, parental encouragement, I think it's key because, you know, as, as you know, being an entrepreneur, you're in the minority. So people say, hey, why don't you, any entrepreneur has a story, you know, people say, hey, why don't you just get a real job and get a regular paycheck and get benefits and all the rest of it? Because that's the norm and that's what most people think. So I think that they're going to get pushed back. And if the parents can help encourage that, that behavior, they'll probably either move toward it naturally as an entrepreneur if they have that mindset and that, that predisposition or they won't. And, but I think the encouragement certainly would help. Steve, that's incredible. Guys, when we come back in our follow-up segment right after this break, Steve's going to dive into mental toughness and what the what the world class are are teaching or are experiencing and how they experience rather uh mental toughness and some of the things that he's learned from interviewing hundreds of very successful people who are all uh class A mentally tough individuals and what they can teach us. And right after the break, we'll hear from Steve about that as well. My recent guest, Matthew Morales, author of the book, Never Be Poor Again, A Guide to Money as a Spiritual Practice, has written a book, not your typical self-help book, but yet a humble guide to wealth, where he reveals the secrets on how to become wealthy through a process of enlightenment. Discover the path towards wealth and pre-order now at Amazon and moneymystic.co. Your journey to financial freedom starts here. My recent guest, Bobby Bryant, CEO and co-founder of DOS, has radically changed the way real estate is done. DOS is a digital real estate marketplace that's radically evolving the way people search and transact homes. Now, you no longer have to search three to five different websites to get information on any given property. You can simply text, type, and ask any question to get accurate information 24-7 a day. Track them down, 877-770-3677 or at AskDOS. RV Shoppers, the DFW RV Party returns. Enjoy live concerts by Keith Anderson and Profits and Outlaws. Meet Dallas Cowboys player and alumni Mike Orvin. Let's take pictures with Rowdy and the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. We're offering huge discounts on RVs from top brands like Harlan, Forest River, and more. Find amazing door prices like high-end grills, stadium tours. The first thousand kids each day get a free fishing pole. It's all happening inside AT&T Stadium, home of the Dallas Cowboys, May 20th through May 23rd. Free admission, free parking, hundreds of RVs. The DFW RV Party presented by Texas' number one RV dealer. Fun down RV. Visit DFWRVParty.com for details. Details. KLIF. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Hey guys, welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. We're having a fantastic conversation with Steve Siebel, renowned author and subject matter expert, one of the leading authorities on mental toughness and what the wealthy and successful uh, not only do in terms of their own habits to become successful, but what they're teaching their kids as well. Steve, I want to talk a little bit about your best-selling book, 177 Mental Toughness Secrets of the World Class. It's the first book that I read written by you, and and I couldn't put it down. I mean, I look at that book now, and it's highlighted all over the place, and I've read it so many times. And looking back upon the book, one of the, the areas that you touched on is so appropriate to our conversation today. When you broke down the five levels of awareness— and uh, I'd like for you to share with our listeners what the five levels of awareness are and why it's critical for a parent to first know what they are so they can begin to not only teach their kids those awareness, but also help mold which awareness those kids should be focused on experiencing. Oh, yeah, definitely. You're, you're right. It's so important for parents to know where they are first. That's the first step in the, because you're going to, of course, pass on what you what you have to your kids, uh, you know, by almost by default. So. Yeah, it's based on the idea, the concept, um, this five levels of awareness that I put in the book is based on the concept by, uh, or the quote by Einstein, Albert Einstein, of course, years ago, that said, uh, consciousness is contagious. 
So whatever, whatever people we hang around, the consciousness we're surrounded by, the people that have the consciousness we're surrounded by are going to affect us dramatically, going to, going to affect our consciousness. So we say the lowest level is what we call poverty class consciousness, where you, we sort of define the, the level of consciousness very simply by the mantra that these people sort of espouse. And the poverty class says life sucks and then you die and that type of thing. So it's very low level. Obviously, a lot of pe- people probably listening to this wouldn't be at this level. But it's the lowest level, it's sort of a bookend thing. The next level is working class consciousness, which was just, you know, basically survival. The goal in life is to survive. And a lot of people have that. And even in America, the richest country in the world, a lot of people say, teach their kids, hey, just get by. Keep your nose clean. Stay out of trouble. Keep your head down and just survive and be glad you survived. And that's one level. And obviously, that's a very limited thing. But that's a lot of people. And you have the middle class consciousness going up the line which is sort of the, you know, the, the middle of the road. This is the, the majority, 70% roughly of the population would fall into this class where it's just sort of a, uh, uh, I want to be comfortable is the mantra we use for it. You know, I just want to be safe, secure, comfortable. I don't want to push it too far. I want to be, I just want to be safe. I just want to be comfortable. You know, mm-hmm. that's it. I don't need to be rich. I don't need to be successful. I don't need too much. I just want to be comfortable. And while there's nothing wrong with it, it certainly is limiting. And then the next level is what we call upper class consciousness, which is just sort of the ego based, you know, consciousness where it's it sort of takes on a narcissistic level where people say, Hey, look at look at me, aren't I smart? They want to tell you how smart they are and how big their house is and how fancy their cars are and how great their grades were in school and they're it's a classic narcissistic ego based mentality where they wanna beat people. They wanna be the best, they are the best and, and it's it's sort of a, a level of consciousness that it goes above middle class, Jay, in terms of ambition, mm-hmm. but it goes, but it's very limiting because it's ego based. And the next level is the top level, which takes the ego out. And we call that the world class consciousness, which is the same level of ambition as, as the upper class minus the ego. So now they're not, it's, now it's not about them. It's usually about serving customers, clients. It's, it's all about, you know, helping other people and, and they, they want to help themselves and they do. But they do it through service. They do it through problem solving as opposed to just telling people, here, how, aren't I great? Aren't I wonderful? And, it's, and they seem to be, probably more importantly, the happiest people of all the classes mm-hmm. um, and then, and because they don't struggle financially typically. They don't struggle emotionally because they're not ego-based. So they tend to have fulfillment and success at the same time, which usually produces happiness. Steve, and, and, and I, by the way, guys, I, I would encourage all of you – to go out and get that book because Steve just gave us a truncated version of the book and, and that's just one aspect of the book. But it's so important, which is why it's one of the early conversations or topics that he discusses in the book. Uh, but Steve, how important would you say, and here's a million dollar question, considering I believe the tide is turning now where we were a country that was founded on entrepreneurship and then somewhere along the lines, uh, we got to sold the bill of goods that that working for someone else is really the way we reach our dreams. But I think people are now reawakening to the reality that that's, that's really an illusion or is delusional thinking. How important is it? Million dollar question. How important is it that we become very more aggressive, not only as parents, not only as individuals, but as society in whole to embrace uh, the ideas that entrepreneurs bring to the table as the future where this country can continue to develop successfully and, and, and progress in ways that I think it needs to progress. How important is that right now? I think it's critical, Jay, honestly, but I still, I just, as being an entrepreneur for 30 plus years, I, at least in, in interviewing so many, obviously over the years as well, I, I, I think that some of it's a predisposition. I think some of it, you could take people through 10 years of training, which you don't need to be an entrepreneur, but if you did even, take them through 10 years of entrepreneurial training, they wouldn't have the mindset. I, I have college friends that I've offered to, to, to work for me, to partner with me in businesses I've had over the last 30 years that have struggled with money, that are very smart, that have jobs, but they don't earn that much money. They're good friends of mine. And I couldn't get them to become entrepreneurs with me to save my life, no matter how much money I offered them. And some <laughs> of them 10 and 20 times what they earn. I mean, literally just, just trying to help them and leverage their intelligence and, you know, efforts as well. And they just don't have that mindset. And, they, and they're very happy with what they have. They're just not happy financially, of course, because if you, if you, you know, you're either building your dream or you're selling your, you know, your services to someone who is, you're going to build their dream. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think that, you know, you're either predisposed to this or it interests you or you really just don't have any interest. And in I don't know if you can change that, 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 that mindset or not. You could certainly encourage it as a parent just to see if it's there, but it's kind of like if I, 
try if you try to get me to play golf, which a lot of people have because I live in a lot of country club communities with golf courses and they're beautiful. I just don't like golf. I, people try, <laughs> I've tried to like golf. I want to like it. I just don't like it for whatever reason. I don't, you know. So I think some people are more predisposed to it than others. But that being said, I would. I don't have kids, but if I did, I would certainly encourage them to go down that road because it's obviously the land where uh, where dreams are are made. You know. That's funny. You know, you mentioned you don't uh, like golf. I've been asked oftentimes to come out on a golf course, and I tell folks, listen, the last thing you want is a Puerto Rican from Spanish Harlem on a golf course. It'll be <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I said, it'll you, be I a hate, comic I, relief I, I, time. Just, one of my last houses I had in Florida was uh, was on four holes, and it was the premium. You know, that was the big thing. I like the house, but people said, oh, the golf. It was just beautiful, the golf course. And I thought, I got to at least take lessons. I took lessons for a whole summer. And I was a professional tennis player back in the day, and the, and the golf club pro said, you can actually be really good. You shot 90 your first time out. I mean, like nobody does. You know, that's pretty good. And I said, I just don't like it. I just – I can't – I don't know what it is. I just – it's just for whatever reason. So I think you're – you know, sometimes you like things, sometimes you don't. But you can certainly give it a shot, you know, as a parent. Last question, brother. I know I, I said before last question was the last question, the million-dollar question. But one of the things that I know you've, you've uh, written about and, and, and have always – uh, talked about, which I think is key here. It's very, very key because if you do have, if, you, if you're predisposed to an entrepreneurial life, right, would you agree, based on all of your research, that ultimately your success will depend on your ability to stay disciplined to your decision? Oh, yeah. How do you argue with that, right? I mean, I think that you know, they, they proved it years ago that uh, in, in so many studies, you know, over 100 years ago, the decision, the ability to, to make a decision is one thing, and then to stick to it, as you say, to stick to the long haul. Because, and I think that's why parents, it's so important that they prepare kids, not for the quick buck or the quick mm-hmm. success, whatever that is, but for the long haul, that this is a marathon, not a sprint. And, it's, and you're going to take shots, and people are going to think you're crazy and sometimes, depending on the level of what, you know, what you're doing. Um, they're going to, you're going to, you're going to fail most of the time. And most of the interviews of, for 36 years, 1300 plus interviews, all face to face, all one-on-one. So it's kind of crazy in today's environment. We could have done it on zoom, but uh, back in the day, couldn't do it. But uh, you know, they, they talk about 90% of the interview, Jay was all about their failures. And mm-hmm. then they hit the one home run, just like Wayne Huizenga and any of these guys, one home run. And everyone knows them for the home run, like Wayne Huizenga, but all the failures is what they spent 90% of the interview talking about they failed their way to success. So I think your, your point's right on the money that, you know, the, the sticking is making decisions. One thing sticking to it is what takes mental toughness. That's wonderful. Steve. So in the last minute here, I know you have programs that you are working. You actually have uh, a speaking workshop um, that you are uh, providing and offering to people. And you've got all sorts of different mental toughness workshop. You have your mental toughness university as well. Where could people find more about you, your projects, and really tune in and tap into what you're doing? I have a video blog uh, people follow. Some people follow. It's called mentaltoughnessblog.com, and uh, that's probably the easiest way. You can, they can Google me to find me on other places, but that's probably the, the easiest way, and it's all free, of course. Wonderful. Guys, this has been absolutely amazing to have Steve Siebold on the show. Uh, I'm, I'm confident that many of you are walking away with a whole new perspective, not only on how to take this content and apply it to you personally, but, but also as a, as a role model to your children. Uh, and, and that's what the show is about. It's about taking information like this and going from a position of just surviving to thriving. And Steve, you have helped us get to the next level on that. Appreciate you being on the show, my friend, and we'll have you back in the future. Hey, thanks for having me, Jay. Appreciate it. All right. And guys, that wraps up our show. We'll look forward to having you come back next week for another hour of Thrive Time.